Welcome to Boss Babies and Bottles, also known as B3, hosted by me, Jessica with a Y, where we talk about how to successfully run a business and capitalize on your strengths while joining motherhood, in my case, twin motherhood, and throwing some crazy shebangs along the way. So pop that bubbly or grab that glass of wine and get ready to unwind. Hey everyone, welcome to Boss Babes and Bottles. Today I am super excited to welcome the one and only Miss Jamie to our podcast. Miss Jamie Taylor is an entrepreneur, wife, mama, speaker therapist, and growth coach. And I'm just so excited that she's here with us today on B3 to talk to you ladies. Jamie really empowers and inspires women, teens, and young girls, ladies, to smash through limitations and step into their self-worth. In 2006, Jamie earned her licensed clinical social worker degree with a focus on personal and corporate empowerment. And in 2018, she launched a premier growth coaching company called Own Your Fierceness, aimed to supporting women and businesses into stepping into their greatness and leveling up their personal and professional success. So she's all about women empowerment with, as you ladies know, I am all about as well. So I'm super excited. How are you doing today, Jamie? Amazing. Hello, all my fellow mamas. And Jessica, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful that you have this podcast platform to pour into fellow moms on. So thanks again for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, and we are excited to have you. So I always love um, starting off with you just telling us just a little bit more about you. First and foremost, I am a wife to my amazing and supportive husband, Austin, and a mama of three. So we have a son, yeah, we have a son, Gino, who's nine, and twin daughters, Ellery and Josie, who are eight. So our three children, we have 15 months between our son and our twin daughters. Like you mentioned, I'm also a licensed clinical social worker here southwest of Chicago, which has just been a beautiful journey. And a growth coach, I always say I'm I'm a huge cheerleader and professional encouragement for uh, fellow moms and other women ready to just step into their power. Yes, and a twin mama like myself, if you guys heard which um, obviously, you know, finding twin moms, it's not super rare, but it's also not the easiest. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to dive into your twin, twin mom and is having three kids, let alone twins and then another one. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a journey. It's been a beautiful journey so far. Well, I mean, they're eight, you said the twins, right? Yeah, the twins are eight and our son is nine. So, and everyone's still alive. So it's <laughs> my... In my eyes, that is positive. And your husband's still alive? Yep. Amen, sister. We're, yeah. Yep. You're exactly Amen. right. That's success in my book. That's, um, that's what I have to look forward to. <laughs> Everyone's still alive and we're good to go. <laughs> you're right. So tell us, what did you originally study and start out doing? Because I feel like we all start off in a completely different path and then end up here. So tell us about that. Yeah, you know, most of my life, I really had a heart for service. And I just love creating relationships with women and getting to know women's stories. I remember one of my favorite quotes, uh, gosh, dating all the way back to high school and early college was, 
everyone's story matters. And I always loved that. And so in undergrad at the University of Illinois in Champaign, I studied psychology and I got to participate in some child research programs and study specifically positive psychology and the impact our mindset has on our decision making. And that led me down a path of obtaining my master's in social work from Loyola University in Chicago, where I then went on to really focus my clinical skills into helping children with autism. And I spent the first five years of my career there obtaining my uh, licensed clinical degree, kind of dabbled, dabbled in some private practice work. And then about six years ago, I really started my very own personal growth journey. You know, we had just had our son and twin daughters. You know, we went through an infertility journey and I really put my own self-worth and self-nourishment on the back burner for quite a few years. And I decided six years ago that I was going to really focus on me for one of the first times in a long, long time. And that really led me down a path of focusing on, uh, truthfully, my whole body wellness, my mindset, how I was physically nourishing my body through nutrition, movement, my spiritual wellness. And I fell in love with whole body wellness. And I, I found that uh, women, specifically moms, were really struggling to find that balance of nourishing themselves on a whole body wellness level especially ha after having kiddos. And so I was able to merge my uh, LCSW and my passion for social work and serving really with growth coaching and helping women step into their power. And that's been my journey then for the last six years. And it's been incredibly awesome. joyful and fulfilling. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I, I see it all the time and we all see it as women and we, we lose ourselves. You know, it's, it's so normal. To lose yourself sadly and I wish I wasn't the case and so finding yourself I think is huge and, and I am trying to go into this with that focus of making sure that I do not lose myself or anything really throughout this process so that's awesome to hear um, so obviously your business is primarily around growing women empowering them which I love what's the biggest challenge though you see women going through today yeah you know I think this is a common question that I get. And, you know, I've been so blessed really in massive abundance in terms of being able to work with many, many, many women. The number one kind of common thread is, is really women sitting in a space where they're not, like I said, prioritizing their own self-worth and their own self-nourishment, whether that's allowing you know, a struggling money mindset or a poor relationship or uh, judgment from others or fear, allowing any of those or all of those to really keep them in a space of disempowerment. So, you know, I think the biggest challenge in general is really noticing that women really struggle, really struggle, like we we're saying, to prioritize our own self-worth and know that we are worthy of feeling our best, surrounding ourselves with the best, having the best, serving the best. So it's really, you know, prioritizing their own self-worth. Yep. And we hear it all the time, but obviously if we're our best, then we can give our best. Absolutely. So we hear it all the time, but it is, it is hard. <laughs> it takes massive intention to put it into practice. I love that. Yes. Massive intention. That's, that's, that is exactly it. You, and I always talk about it. I was like, you always have to think about it and do it. You know what I mean? It, 
it's hard though. I do understand it is a, it is a, it is a weird place. I feel like women and society and where we are, we're expected to do so much. And so, you know, being able to, to, to do it all is where it gets kind of crazy. So tell me, uh, I guess, what are your top three tips for new moms? You know, I was doing another recording earlier this week with a similar question and it really comes down to choice. It comes down to choice. So you know, I think my number one tip really is, you know, allowing yourself to get to that space of being willing to really make the choice that, you know, you are worthy. You are worth unlocking your full potential. You are worth surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you and lift you up. You know, really making that choice that you're not going to allow self-sabotage to enter your space. And once we're able to really step into that power, right, and make that choice and lead with that choice, everything else truly falls into place. Um, when we're making that choice to prioritize our self-nourishment, we don't surround ourselves with unhealthy relationships. We don't let a poor money mindset get in the way, right? Mm -hmm. We don't let excuses and self sabotage get in the way. So my number one tip above all tips is really to allow yourself to get to a space where you're going to prioritize you. And then asking for help. You know, um, when I was facilitating uh, clinical therapy in private practice, you know, I love the traditional therapy, therapy model, but it always came down to, again, that one thing, right? making the intention that you are worthy. And so really making sure that you're asking for help if you're finding yourself struggling to step into that space of empowerment. Yeah, I love that because I think sometimes as women, even we fear asking for help because of how we'll look or who should we go to. And I'm always so like open to having, you know, my ladies and my listeners, you know, reach out to me when they feel like they need just some support, just, just someone to even just listen. Sometimes I think all we need is just someone to listen to us. Absolutely. And when you begin to surround yourself with people like you're describing, you will see that it's actually a really normal and beautiful thing to have that social connection where, where you and, you know, you and your, your tribe, for example, are are really helping and supporting each other in a very authentic and vulnerable way. And I think women are really yearning for that. And so this podcast is a great example of how to be able to provide that, you know? So yeah, being willing to be vulnerable and allow other women to, to kind of support you and, and collaborate and connect instead of, you know, compete, for example. Yes. Instead of compete, right? Because I feel like that's society throwing us at each other. Absolutely. Especially, especially in momming, in momhood, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I feel that already. And uh, my kids aren't even born. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what am I yep. doing? I don't even have them yet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Okay. Now that we talked about some tips for moms, let's hear a little bit about your birth stories. Because I mean, obviously, you told us, you know, you guys did um, some infertility. I just want to know, I guess, a little bit more about your birth stories and like, how were your babies born? C-section natural? Of course, I only ask because 
I'm not even there yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, we did, yep, we, we underwent a, a fertility journey to get pregnant with our son and our twin daughters. I'm actually a twin myself. I have a twin sister, right. Jessica. Crazy? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and truthfully, I always prayed for twins because being a twin myself was such an incredible journey. My sister and I are so very close. And it was just so, I remember it just being so awesome to like have that like built in best friend. I, we always called each other our womb mates, you know? Yeah. And so I always prayed for twins and, you know, we underwent infertility and we were pregnant with our son, Gino, and he was born via C-section. I have a uh, blood clotting gene mutation, uh, which was under, you know, uncovered, I guess, during my infertility journey. And so I was on... A routine of blood thinners and so um my ob yeah 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 so my ob um you know wanted to do a c-section so we uh, gino was born c-section he was a very beautiful but needy infant um also (laughs) as yeah and i share that about his birth story because i want other moms to know especially if you're a first-time parent you know, it's okay. It's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to ask for help. And then the twins were also born as a repeat C-section 15 months later. It that was a lot. so close, Jamie. Yeah. I mean, I was five months pregnant or I was, um, yeah, I was five, I, five months. Gina was five months when I got pregnant with the twins. That second pregnancy with twins, I feel like you just kind of go in, into survival mode. But I, I was able to really adjust my expectations, you know, I'm a pretty laid back person, I'm a social worker, so I kind of operate in crisis pretty well. You know, I, I breastfed the twins for 14 months, um, you know, tandem nursing, yeah, and it was a beautiful bonding experience, and I, and I really uh, was sad to kind of let that go, I did not breastfeed Gino. Birth story-wise, they were, all three of them were very different, quote-unquote, type of infants, and they're also very different nine-year-olds and eight-year-olds as well. In general, I just always was operating from a space of gratitude because we worked so hard to get pregnant. Um, And so I was always very committed to nourishing my body during pregnancy and moving my body and meditating and working on my mindset and just sitting in a space of gratitude as best as I could during both of those pregnancies. Yeah. I just, it's so funny as I just posted about being grateful that my body has held out for so long. And my doctor's like, yeah, it looks like you'll probably hold out the whole way. And I'm just like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Because as much as I'd love to say that it was all me, it's really my body. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you have such massive gratitude for, for your body during pregnancy and post-pregnancy. Yeah. I'm super excited to dive into the, uh, the breastfeeding and it's cool to see that you breastfed for 14 months because that's something that's not everyone um, has accomplished and, and it's hard to do. And so I guess tell us, you know, I guess your few tips on breastfeeding would be great. Yeah, you know, I went into both of my pregnancies really with no, again, no expectation of breastfeeding. You know, I, I don't have a kind of a personal opinion one way or another. You know, I think some of my tips for breastfeeding, number one is 
I attended a breastfeeding support group at the hospital that I delivered at. I needed that. I struggled to breastfeed with my first. Our son was not latching properly. It was very stressful for me. He was a first baby. So I did attend a breastfeeding support group through both pregnancies and post-pregnancy as well as, you know, really, again, just fully surrendering, like surrendering to breastfeeding. I mean, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful bonding process. Um, but for 14 months, those twins a lot of work. were attached to mama. And yeah. it's about surrendering and really giving yourself the opportunity to become selfless. Because as a, as a parent, your journey will continue to be absolutely selfless. So I feel like that 14 months of tandem nursing really allowed me not only to bond, but also to really work on that that greater lesson of selflessness because they were in charge um, at all hours, but in general, really just seeking, seeking help and support. And if it doesn't work for you, moms, that's okay. That's okay. And allow yourself to really, again, stay in a space of self-worth where if it doesn't work for you, you're an incredible, beautiful mom and it will all work out in the way it's supposed to. Exactly. And that's, again, it's always dealing with that pressure, I feel like, that we get from all different kinds of places. And I ask about breastfeeding because I would like to, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to work hard at it. I know it's tough and we'll see what happens, you know? And so I think going in with that mind space for everything that has to do with kids is important because that's what's going to keep, I think, myself at least on top of this, you know, so if something doesn't work out, I change the plan. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite words is pivot. You know, you're constantly (laughs) pivoting and everything and parenting is, Mm. is no, you know, no exception, right? We're always pivoting even in, you know, discipline in terms of parenting. That is very true. I like it. (laughs) I'm a friend's fan. So that was awesome. There you go. (laughs) Um, So I guess, how do you feel especially in this day and age, just being a mom, but also being a therapist to other women, being an entrepreneur, you know, and balancing all of that, because that's a, that's, there's a lot to it. You're hearing a lot of stories from other people. You're trying to run your business. You have three kids, you have a husband. I don't know if you have a dog, but you know, I mean, (laughs) this is a balancing act. and, And how do you feel with that? Yeah, we don't have a dog, but um, my children would love a dog, and they are begging for well, a dog. Well, who wouldn't want <laughs> a dog at eight, nine years old? I mean, I know, right? Um, so that's funny that you say that. Um, so, in terms of again, you know, I love that you asked this question about balance because I hope for some of you listening, this is your permission to let go of the ideal of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a mom of three you know, a full-time licensed clinical social worker, running a second wellness business from home, very active in my community, very committed to my own self-nourishment and wellness, a wife, you know, very social. I will tell you that when I let go of the expectation of balance, that's when things really fell into place for me. And that's that's really when um, alignment and Mm -hmm. flow happened for me. And so I hope for some of you that are listening that maybe are, are really putting stress on yourself to find that balance. I hope that you will let go and give yourself permission to be okay with not having balance 
you know, I and, always and say- And by not having balance, do you mean, because I feel like this is what I do, right? Like some days, some things have higher priority than others. You know, is that what you mean by not having balance? <laughs> Absolutely. You're exactly right. You know, different seasons have different reasons. Different seasons have different priorities. Some seasons I'm fully focused on my business. And in other seasons, like travel baseball season, I'm fully focused on my kiddos. Mm -hmm. And some seasons like summer, you know, I'm fully focused on working my business in the small pockets of my life while being fully present for my children. And letting go of that pressure of having balance, um, which I think is sometimes a pressure that's put on us by, by other people, truthfully, and society, letting go of that balance, you will find alignment and you will find flow and you will quit telling yourself the story that you don't have balance and that you need to find balance. Because again, every season has a different reason. So let go of that concept of needing to find balance and find alignment and flow enjoy find joy mm -hmm. yeah I, and I, I do that all the time and, it, and so it's not like I balance out my day I just prioritize whatever I think is the most important and everything else will have to wait you Absolutely. Know? And, that, and that's hard though because you know again you get so many people coming at you especially when you are running a business or you have kids or you have a family and you're just the center of everything and it can get overwhelming and it's basically just saying, no, this is what I'm going to focus on right now. And you'll come after. And it just is what it is. You yeah, know? absolutely. Working on those healthy boundaries, right? That mm -hmm. you are in control of, right? Sitting in a space of empowerment that you get to control that. I love it. Yes. All right. Tell us about your top three baby gear products. I'm oh, baby yeah. Gear, man. Baby gear is, is like a world on its own. When I first got pregnant, I hadn't looked at anything, Jamie, about being pregnant. I just, I figured when it came, I would, I don't know. I thought that some, some sort of divine intervention would come to me and I would know everything. I did it. And I went into this baby product world and I went into Singleton first because I thought I was only having one and I, I was overwhelmed. And then when you go into twin baby gear, you're, I just can't even describe the overwhelming feeling. So tell us what, yeah, you, what that's baby products you, can't live with, you couldn't live without. I love that. That's awesome. Gosh, you know, I remember um, in terms of baby gear, uh, using like a, a wrap, right? Like I think I had like the Moby wrap. The body wrap? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Using a wrap a lot just to be able to, to move around the house and, and go on walks and whatnot. So I remember a wrap being very pivotal. I also, funny enough, remember using um, and really relying on a noisemaker. Our kids were, would be up in the middle of the night and we were so wanting to get sleep ourselves that a noisemaker really helped, you know, the sleeping process, I remember. And then last but not least, in terms of baby products, I would really say, or baby gear, having an opportunity to step away myself and uh, do something for me in order to intentionally focus on my own self-nourishment in terms of, you know, being able to be then fully present to raise our kiddos. Um, so there's so much baby gear out there. There's so many reviews and I remember kind of getting sucked into that, that squirrel like scroll hole too. And now looking back, 
it's so funny to think all the stuff we did not use, you know, you know, you know again, tell me that they're like, you don't need all this. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. But the noisemaker and the, uh, the rap definitely were two that we used on a pretty consistent, regular basis. Yeah. We have the noisemakers. We, we got those and we got one for the bedroom and apparently they have now portable ones for their strollers and such. Oh, so, there you go. You know, Cause of course you need more stuff. Yeah. And then uh, we got the, well, there's one now called for the baby carrier, a baby Wego where you can have them both. It's called the Wego. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to add the links at the bottom. Yeah, that's funny. That's fascinating. But you can, yeah, it's made for twins and it's made for them up to six months. And then you have to upgrade, of course, to another one. But you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think about it and I'm like, I thought about it and I was like, I really want to be hands-free. And how do you become hands-free with twins? Because you're, if anything, you're hand-less with twins. Yeah. So um, I thought the carrier would be a good idea. So I'm glad that you said that, that one there. For sure. So if you could give yourself a younger piece of advice, Jamie, what would it be? Oh gosh, a piece of advice, I would probably say lead with joy, pay attention. You know, all of the gosh opportunities and connections and people that, you know, have come into my life that I have intentionally paid attention to, right? All of those opportunities have been massive, massive personal and professional blessings. So pay attention to the people and the events and the detours, pay attention to the detours. When the detours feel like overwhelming traumatic roadblocks, know that they truly are just detours, right? They're sending you in the right direction. Uh, so I think my piece of advice would be pay attention, be open and follow the joy. Follow and pay attention to what feels joyful for you. Yeah, not getting sucked into everything else, which is very easy to do. Yes. <laughs> That's about. All right. So tell us what's next for you. And of course, we'll share some links at the bottom of to where our listeners can find you, but what's next for you? Yeah. So um, I have actually a lot. Uh, again, I spoke of abundance. So I'm in the process of publishing a couple courses on okay. uh, self-worth and self-nourishment. I have opened up a couple one-on-one -on -one spots. So I do one-on-one -on -one growth coaching virtually. And so I have opened up, I have one spot actually available left now. And then this is the season where um, I'm really intentionally focused on helping other women establish a stream of residual five to six uh, figures of residual income from home. So one of the blessings as a, as a mom has been being able to solidify a six-figure stream of residual income from home in the pockets of my life. And so I'm mentoring a couple women through that and we'll be taking on two to three new new mamas here soon. So there's a lot going on in abundance for me oh, right wow. now. This season has brought a lot of a lot of momentum, which has been really fun to see. And I'm doing a lot of podcast interviews and just collaborations, which has been really fun. Yes, I I'm loving it as well. I really cannot say I'm not. Um, I love the connecting with different people, different moms, different entrepreneurial women. So this is great. And then my last question, this is a Boss Babies and Bottles podcast. So my last question is always, what is your favorite bottle slash drink? Oh, I love it. You know what, girl? I am a dirty martini drinker. 
Girl. Yeah, oh, I yeah. am a dirty martini drinker. <laughs> I'm um, the olives, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like a three olive martini drinker, that's and then I'm serious. A, yeah. That's a serious martini. It drinker is. Right it there. is. I'm a dirty martini drinker, and then I'm a huge um when I when I'm not drinking dirty martinis, I'm a huge fan of adaptogens. I use a lot of adaptogens for stress and mental clarity, and good. Um, so so adaptogens and dirty martinis are both yeah. my jam, priority. So, you gotta whatever yeah. you need in the moment. I love love it. Right. Great question. I, I love that question. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us today on Boss Babies and Bottles V3. Ladies, we will see you guys next time. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon so make sure if you haven't already subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on instagram at ebj events and at canal.twins i promise you something's always happening